One of my passions is trying to put myself out of work. And if everybody's <laughs> being safe, <laughs> right, if everybody's being safe, there's no one in the emergency room. We don't want you to go see Samantha. We yeah. want Samantha to be unemployed. That's what we've learned today. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you. It's time for Valley Health Check with Horizon Health. Thank you so much for joining us from Horizon Health to kick this off. Please welcome Erin Frank. Erin, how are you doing today? Good morning. Thanks for having us. Well, thanks for being here. This is a great resource for people. And won't you introduce a person we're going to be talking emergency room stuff with today. Yep, it'll be a good one. I'm thrilled to have with me Samantha McCarty today. She's the Director of Emergency Services for us at Horizon Health. Samantha, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Well, thank you so much for being here. Now, with the title... Horizon Health Emergency Services Director. What does that mean? It is an all-encompassing role that manages not only our emergency department, but our emergency medical services or ambulance staff, as well as our safety and emergency preparedness team. So it sounds like a pretty uh, detailed job. It is. How long have you been doing it? This is my 24th year in emergency services. I started out as an emergency room nurse, and then I went to be a flight nurse for about 13 years. And when I retired from that, Horizon Health was looking for an emergency department manager, and I started managing their emergency room and that role has evolved to then starting Horizon Health's ambulance service and bringing in the emergency preparedness and safety role. Which I can only assume a very important role to have. Now, you mentioned flight nurse. That that interests me. What did that entail? You were How many years were you a flight nurse? Uh, I was a flight nurse for 12 years. Okay, what did that entail? Obviously, you were on a plane. Uh, I was on a helicopter. <laughs> oh, a helicopter. See, <laughs> yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> I, I knew you weren't going to say Crop duster. <laughs> That's the one no, thing I didn't. No. <laughs> but you were a helicopter, so it was a medical helicopter, basically. Yes, I was on a medical helicopter rescue service um, here in the area, practiced in the state of Illinois, Indiana, okay. Kentucky, Missouri, and everything from car crashes to heart attacks to a myriad of emergency cases and the most intense emergency cases. Right. That's that's how you, that's how you know you're in real trouble, right? If, if, if somebody needs to be flown, that's usually the instance. So I, I got to imagine that that 12 years in that role has really prepared you for anything that you see these days. Correct. It definitely gave me a broad spectrum view of the sickest of the sick and then how to be safe so that you don't end up having that worst day on the helicopter. You know, and that's a great segue for what we're going to talk about here next. Well, as you were talking about that, as we're in the summer months, yes, no one wants the thought of going to the ER, but the summer months are more active. And, and I have to be honest with you, this last year, more people are more active than ever now. And with that being said, and in, with your perspective, what changes in the summer months? There are definitely rashes, there's allergies, there's dehydration, but what is really serious enough to show up in the ER, according to you? That, that is wonderful um, question. The warmer weather definitely means that people are getting out and getting more active. We're coming off of a time where people were hunkered down and kept inside. And so the volume that we see that increases during the summer typically has to do with trauma, 
something has gone drastically wrong, whether they were swimming, had a diving accident, whether they were on a motorcycle bicycle crash, UTV, ATV, not wearing a helmet, um, there was alcohol involved, they maybe were a weekend warrior where they were cleaning out their gutters and their ladder went into a power line or they slipped, tripped and fell off of their pool deck. Those types of things are the outdoor activities that we see that can lead to not just what you think of as a broken bone, but more serious things as well. Now we're in the season of the kids playing, kids are out and and there are a lot of parents that are concerned about the safety of their kids. And what are most of the injuries you see around kids come in with? Well, definitely, like I mentioned, the broken bones. I was going to say that. I know my, I have two boys, so there's been some broken bones over the years. It's a very common one. Summer, winter, doesn't matter. Johnny jumps off the back of the couch, lands on the arm wrong. Sally falls off the monkey bars, lands on her head, didn't wait, you know, passed out, woke up, was unsure about what happened or woke up and vomited. That's definitely a trip to the emergency room. As far as other injuries that we see related to children, that bicycle and not wearing the helmet, those typically result in if they've crashed into, you know, a pole or a street sign or just into the gravel and they've bonked their head. Mom wants them checked out. Most typical urgent cares do not have the ability to scan the head. And so emergency rooms do. In this world where we live rule, the ATV and UTV accidents um, can be very severe at times. I can only imagine. And then these vehicles are, are, you're out in the middle of nowhere at some times as well when you have a serious injury. But from what I'm gathering here, I think it's important that uh, the parents take the role of safety precautions, and that is helmets. Make sure everything with the bikes, the the ATVs and all that, that that could be a preventative for a more serious injury as well. And I know that sounds pretty basic, but that's also a reminder we need to give folks, right? That is right. Um, my One of my passions is trying to put myself out of work. And if everybody's being <laughs> safe, it, <laughs> right, if everybody's being safe, there's no one in the emergency room, uh, right? Wouldn't that be a wonder? I mean, I would hate for you to lose your job. <laughs> right. Samantha, you seem yeah. like you're really good at it. I'm sure it would evolve. Yeah. <laughs> it would evolve. There would That's be right. a new role. It would we'll, evolve. We'll do a yeah. podcast on everything's beautiful and we all feel wonderful. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. There's so many things to avoid. Uh, an emergency situation. We don't want you to go see Samantha. We yeah. want Samantha to be unemployed. That's what we've learned today. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you. The other, all for the right reasons, right? One, one more prevention tip that I know we try to use at our house is let's just assess up front if there's any risk associated with what we're doing and let's wait till the wife's home to do that action <laughs> right. right i mean i i, I right. guess, you know it, right. the gutter cleaning probably needs to happen when somebody else is home Agreed. because we assess that risk as samantha said on the front end of that we know that something could go south so the proactive measure in that situation may simply be making sure somebody's home, making sure somebody's checking, making sure somebody's bringing the glass of water. I think that's what scares me is these right. people who are alone that um, don't have that that check and balance. They could, just be, they could be dehydrated on. and there's no one there to say, are you drinking water? Right. Uh, you've been outside right. too long. I, I think that as a society, we're, we, we are a little bit more sensitive to that now that we yeah. have gone through COVID yes, and we I, have I seen a lot of the isolation and, yeah. and the damage that the harm that that can do too, yes. not related to our time. Topic of summer. No, but it is yeah, relatable to that. Yes. The general the general needing each other and needing to check on people. I do think it is worth mentioning, while I do bring up alcohol and substance abuse, one major thing that we see this day is distracted 
driving or distracted. Oh, your phone. Your phone. So many eating. The technology in your vehicles. Most definitely. Not paying attention. And so, again, to Aaron's point, if you're in the vehicle with someone who is distracted and they're not using their safety features, be that person to speak up and say, hey, I want to make it there safely. Can you please put your phone down? Give me your phone. It's a phone-free zone. I think. There you go. Perfect. Agreed. Good points. Good points. I think we can all agree. You know, those little extra precautions, those little extra things that you can do on your own could prevent some issues in the emergency room. Hey, real quick, we want to thank you so much for listening to our Valley Health Check with Horizon Health as we're speaking with Aaron Frank and Samantha McCarty. When I hear emergency room, to me, it's like, oh my gosh, there's been a car accident, something of that nature. But, But I'm sure that's not the full spectrum of the emergency room and the things that you see there. That is correct. Unfortunately, that's the adrenaline stuff, but we don't see a ton of that for the safety features but and I think a lot of people like this. think that. Don't you agree? Sure, that's exactly what your head goes I to. I mean, emergency room, you think drastic, oh my gosh, get them there now. Uh, because know. that's what television shows you. It, you know what? All the shows are that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you are right. You are Unfortunately, right. what we see is the majority of what we see is illness. People who are chronically ill, those who have not taken care of themselves or have chronic conditions and have not maintained their wellness. So they're having an increase in their illness. For example, the diabetic who maybe hasn't been taking their blood sugars accurately or watching their diets or taking their insulin appropriately or someone who is obese and not realizing the strain that that's caused on their heart and then they show up because they have a heart attack or someone who hasn't been to the doctor in many, many, many years and didn't realize that they had plaque occluding their artery and it has dislodged and has caused them a stroke. Those are the types of illnesses that we see see that do require true emergent life-saving care, however, could be totally prevented. I can imagine there are a lot of folks that uh, that might even be diabetic, not even know it. They haven't even been checked. They haven't been to a doctor in years. And that visit, unfortunately, is to the emergency room. Is there anything else outside of that that, that just really you see a lot of? Psychiatric illness. We are hearing a lot coming off of COVID of people who have not taken time to take care of their mental health. So anxiety at an all-time high, which creates probably other things that bring them to see the emergency room. Correct. Anxiety, depression, lack of access to medications coupled with substance abuse. Those types of things are emergencies that we do see in the emergency room that if kept well, could remain out of the emergency room. Gosh, if everybody did the preventative, just the, the few things or just change their lifestyle just a bit or just, just there's just a little bit of an adjustment and preventative that could just make things so much better, not only for themselves, but for everyone. What I think is interesting, we talk to kids about health a lot and it's these words that don't sound very scary. We all know people who have diabetes who function day in and day out, right. seemingly unchanged. It's Things like CHF that everybody over the age of, what, 80 seems to have a CHF diagnosis, and it doesn't really mean much um, to us. And I, and I think that's sometimes part of this is that it, it's so commonplace that maybe, well, I don't have to necessarily do that to manage it. I can still eat what I want. I can still do these things because everybody has diabetes. 
you know, it, but it's then landing them in the ER. And, and it's that where where does that start and stop to prevent them from um, further distress and development of their conditions? Back to your comment about prevention, the adage of an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure is definitely true. But one quote that I like even better is, if you do not take time for your wellness, you will be forced to take time during an illness. And let me give you an example. Nobody wants to exercise. Nobody, there's a few people that do. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody could fill that exercise time with something different or something that they enjoy better. But if we took that 30 minutes each day to focus on our wellness, and maybe that's to go for a walk, maybe that's to meditate, maybe that is to take 30 minutes to make sure we're getting our water consumption in, maybe it's to prepare a healthy meal for our family. If you take that time for your wellness, you will be afforded it on the back end because you will be healthier and you won't be admitted to the hospital for a week and lost a week's worth of work, missing family outings, increasing medicine medical bills, all of the things that lead to a spiral of illness. And I don't think it's too late to start, do you? I don't know why it would ever be too late. I, I agree. Right? I mean, I'm sitting here listening to you say that. I'm like, you know what? I need to get 30 minutes of uh, maybe <laughs> walk the dog a little longer. I mean, it's just uh, it's just a few changes. And that preventative word can come into your uh, life. And that's a good thing, right? Right. There are very, very easy ways to engage your healthcare team. And how can I do this? If you are homebound and you are on a limited income, maybe it's lifting two soup cans every day while sitting in your armchair. It's getting creative. T- yes. That's exactly right. There's creative ways, but engage your healthcare team. Ask your providers, hey, I want to get healthy. What would you recommend? And then commit to it. That's the word. Make the commitment that you want to be healthy so that, again, you don't have to come see me. Right, right. And uh, we want to thank Aaron Frank. Thank you for being here. Of course, Samantha McCarty, Horizon Health Emergency Services Director. We've talked about some important things I think everybody can think about. We want everybody to have a healthy and wonderful season. I think that's the main goal, right? Right. Nobody wants to see me. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Thank you so much, ladies. You've been listening to Valley Health Check with Horizon Health.